The following is a Sports Ethos presentation. This has been a Sports Ethos presentation. Yo, 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 welcome to another edition of Round Ball Ramble. I'm your host, Corbin Forge. You can follow me on Twitter at CorbinNBA. This is a Sports Ethos presentation, so check out Sports Ethos on Twitter at Sports Ethos Online, SportsEthos.com. Got a fun little show here for y'all today. We noticed we haven't had a redraft, uh, not a redraft show, but a draft recap show here. Um, we didn't do anything like that. And that's because, you know, it was a lot for one person to do. I was able to do a show with RK from Beyond the RK that kind of touched on it, but I have a little bit of a treat here for you as well. It's the Let's Ball Out crew. That's right. It's myself. It's Alicia. It's Kelsley. You know, we all get in here. We talk about our favorite picks, what we didn't like, who are the winners in the draft, who are the losers, and kind of give a little preview to free agency along with some trades that might happen. So, nice little power-packed episode. I said balling on a budget. I didn't mean balling on a budget. I meant the time crunch, um, the time crunch treat. There we go. That's what I'll call it, the time crunch treat. But it's a fun little episode with three of us all giving our takes on the draft and a little bit of free agency. We'll have free agency recaps, coverage, all of that on the channel as well. And then we're going to go into some, you know, winners and losers of the offseason before we go into some real retro stuff, which I am really excited to dig into. I'm not going to lie. Just teams, games, series, classic deep dives. It's going to be a lot of fun, uh, and I hope to get on some fun guests to, to talk about it as well. So a lot of content here still on the Ramble. Don't go anywhere. But, you know, until next time, check out this great conversation. And for myself, I am Frosty. Y'all stay frosty. And talk to y'all real, real soon. All right, stay tuned for the Let's Ball Out on the draft. The following is a Sports Ethos presentation. What's up, y'all? <laughs> we balling out here uh, on a budget real quick. We got Kels, we got Alicia, we are here. Uh, the draft just happened. We got to talk about it. What did we like we didn't like? It was a big three, and yet somehow, you know, um, we had some surprises. Orlando took Paulo Mancaro number one. Uh, Chet Holmgren went number two to Oklahoma City. And then Jabari Smith Jr., who everyone thought was going to go number one, went number three to the Houston Rockets. Uh, just rapid fire. Do we have any thoughts on that? Well, I, I knew that um, the Magic were not going to get Chet just because, uh, I mean, they already had seven footers about his same slender, and those have not worked out at all for the Atlanta Magic. Um, surprise, though. Pilot can play, um, and he definitely has that – NBA body ready. Um, so excited to see what he's going to do. But I kid you not, the Oklahoma City Thunder are going to be so exciting to watch next year. Like they're going to be, if you thought the Houston Rockets were kind of exciting to watch this past year, Oklahoma City is going to be fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. At least you have any thoughts on it so far? Um, I mean, Surprised that Orlando was able to keep that Paolo pick under their chest because everyone assumed that they were picking Jabari. And, you know, it was kind of a surprise that Ben Carroll went first. But honestly, it is what it is. I feel like Jabari would have created a, uh, a log jam in their rotation. So, you know, Paolo, they saw something in him. He didn't work out for the team, actually. I don't think he even did like a 
interview process like I think he skipped that part of it so the fact that they even went with him was surprising but you know Orlando has been in perpetual state of uh shittiness for the past couple of seasons there's nothing nowhere that where to put it so you know they did what they felt was best uh OKC you know, Presti is always going to have picks. Like, Presti and picks are synonymous with each other. So, them taking Chet, I feel like once Chet is able to work out with NBA-specific trainers and get his body together because he's very real thin at the moment, but he has so much upside. I know that they're calling him a unicorn, but the last unicorn I've seen left New York and hasn't been a unicorn since, so I'm not really moved by that kind of phrasing. But, you know, it is what it is. And uh, then we got Jabari in Houston. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I, I, I mean, first three picks. Uh, the draft was very top heavy. I feel like everything after Jaden Ivy supposedly. Well, Keegan Murray went to the Kings, but then after Ivy, it kind of just went like, eh. We don't really know, but the teams did what they were supposed to do. They did. They did for sure. Um, I was surprised by Paulo Mancaro. I like. Orlando's fit of having someone who can be a guy who can stick up some usage, pass the ball, um, do some scoring as well. I really wanted Jabari Smith there just to be like a outlet for those guards to be able to have someone that can shoot the ball to I clip. But he's in a good spot in Houston with Jalen Green. Um, so it's good. And Chet Holmgren, I mean, listen, I was in the house from the beginning with just looking at his profile. I'm I'm not cool with unicorns because I just don't believe we see many of them. Uh, still until Victor Woman down a lot next year. But We'll um we'll kind of very excited on that. I think Oklahoma City is going to be interesting though because he does have some really really great defensive attributes. The fact he can stretch the floor alongside those great guards and the rest of Thunder's picks because they really hit well with with all of their guys on um on Thursday night. I think it's going to go well. Um, kind of going out from the big three, doing more rapid fire. I think we can kind of look more next week into like free agency and stuff like that. Maybe do a thorough winners and losers. But did y'all have any like big surprises? or picks that y'all liked outside of those three? I mean, I don't know what the Knicks are doing, to be honest. I mean, we're going after Jalen Brunson. Are we trying to create cap space for somebody who's 25 years old? The the Brunson situation for me, there's so many family ties uh, in – incorporated with that with his Leon Rose's son representing Brunson and you have uh they're hiring his dad on Tiff's staff so it's like it all signs are leading to that's possibly what they're dumping Kemba's contract for and also Duran at 13 it was just a lot of movement and it seems like at the time it was like oh what are the Knicks doing and then it's like once you see the end result it's like no, what really are they doing? Because it's just literally a bunch of picks. At the moment, we have 11 first-round picks and 11 second-round picks for the upcoming seven years. Whoop-de-doo. But however that comes to fourth on the floor, I don't know. I'm just – it's just highly confusing at, at what they're doing at this point. Well, you know, you got to think about it this. I'll be doubles advocate. Um, you know, you mentioned with the Orlando Magic on their, you know, shittiness – throughout the years and I thought it would have been a perfect segue to get into the Knicks but then the Knicks it seems like they hold their brand and think that that means something when it comes to free agency and they have not been successful at that 
let's try something different. And maybe having those assets with draft picks might potentially be able to force somebody to give them somebody instead of hoping and praying that X, Y, and Z is going to come to us as a free agent, right? But then to find out that um, the, the, big, the big fish on the market for, or let me say big fish on the market because he's not big, but the, 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 the priority list to sign Jalen Brunson I mean, wow, that's a, he's a starter, you know, most teams. Um, is he a starter on a championship team? I uh, can't be, uh, but how effective is he going to be? I don't know. But for them to move a lot of eggs and put it in the basket of Jalen Brunson, um, that is definitely head scratching. And also, funny enough, you asked Corbin, like, if there's somebody outside of the draft that I really like. And Osmane Dang was a person that I really, really, really was high on. I was extremely high on, and I gave the I gave the comparison to Giannis Antetokounmpo on a base of the fact of he's extremely comfortable handling the basketball, his size, and uh, again somebody that we did not know going into the draft, but then started to get a little bit of traction coming to the draft, and it's so funny because I was like I told my mom's this you know big Knicks fan and. And they drafted him like they may find somebody. And then here comes Stephen A and, and Spike. And then Woj hit him with the whoa. <laughs> wow. Oh, bless your heart. Bless your heart, baby. Just bless your heart. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Knicks came with the 11th. Somehow ended with three first round picks after that without using 11th pick. But all of them are like in the back. So maybe, you know, they have a great free agency and this looks amazing. Um I don't know, though. I don't see it. Um, I mean, surprises, I think, outside that, I thought Detroit did a really good job with their draft. Um, they hit on, like, every one. Between, of course, um, getting Jaden Ivey, having him fall into lap at number five, then really becoming aggressive, trading for Jalen Duran at 13. Um, both those guys were in my top 15. That was pretty dope. Um, and I think you have those two alongside Cade. Dude, and during just 18, going to be just a beast in a couple of years' time. Jaden already electric up and down the floor. Both of them working alongside Cade. I think he's going to be pretty nasty. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm impressed by that. I think that uh, Troy Weaver, like, hit literally on everything uh, for Detroit. And I would say the same for Houston, actually. I mean, having Jabari Smith fall to the lap was cool, but not only that, getting Tari Eason um late in the teams and then also being able to select Ty Ty Washington that's a new guard power forward and you got your stretch five who could play between three and five as well I like that those uh selections too I ain't wrong with you uh Detroit got lucky on that fifth pick because you know a lot of people thought that Ivy was gonna go fourth you know he could have went even higher but I think we knew the top three who they were going to be um and 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 it was who drafted? Oh yeah, the the Kings. I don't know what the hell they got going on either. Uh, I'm really not fond of their draft pick, you know, and what they have going on. But I guess they didn't want to get a guard because they're kind of guard dominant in a sense. But I was hoping that they may have traded that pick to get somebody notable to come to Sacramento, and that that didn't happen. Um, and I don't even think trying to trade um, Keegan Murray now. I don't think that's going to that's going to help. <laughs> hey, but, um, but no, seriously though, I definitely think Oklahoma City. I mean, even getting Dane, like that is, they're gonna have a uh, a lineup that's kind of similar to 
you know, the Philadelphia 76ers, the year of the bubble, when you had Ben Simmons as a point guard, you had Josh Richardson, who's about, what, six, 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 seven, and everybody else is taller than that. They're going to have a pretty big team. Josh Kitty's a pretty big dude. And um, uh, Alexander, you know, we kind of forgot about him, but you really can't. They're going to be fun to watch, yo. It's them and, and my, my favorite team besides the, the, the Miami Heat, just because I just love them, Memphis Grizzlies. And I love them a lot. And they're just, they have so much spark about them, so much spunk, right? Since I'm in Nebraska, so let's go ahead and start using some words out here. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, Oklahoma though, I think they, I think they won the draft, to be honest with you. Um, Detroit definitely starting to develop, but these are two franchises that have been not, you know, haven't been notable for a while. And we're starting to see that, 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 that change. And you can't say that for all teams, because as we lamented earlier, you know, there's still some question marks about some of the teams in the draft and actually one of um, their favorite teams on, on this, one of this uh, podcast here. Um, yeah. So I'm going to end that on that. Uh, <laughs> Nobody's yep. picking that up. Nobody's picking that up. Um, <laughs> let me. <laughs> I'm um, mute myself. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, we got. I don't like that air, but here we are. You know what? I got it. Let's talk about Portland. All right, <laughs> that's how we took on the flag. Portland with the seventh pick. We all thought that was going to be moved, didn't we? And they select Shaden Sharp. I mean, I, I, I don't know how much that was really going to be moved just for OG. Like that was the talk. It was the number seven pick. Um, you know, maybe some other picks, and for OG, I don't. I wasn't really sure if that was going to be a thing, and. It, it wasn't so I mean all signs lead to them now going into free agency and seeing what else out there is on the market to get I you know Dane put a post up with someone else from a New York centric team I don't buy that either but whatever you know you can post whatever you want on your Instagram but yeah I, I mean I was I wasn't I wasn't really buying the OG and the seventh pick as a trade like that just didn't that that didn't do anything for me no I thought the the seventh pick would hopefully get you like a John Collins type guy I really was glad I didn't get a Jeremy Grant uh for what it was you know a Milwaukee first in 2025 Portland did great there but you can't tell me going in right now that you got Jeremy Grant shading sharp and you're in a better position than you were you know when you came to the start of last season you know with Dame, CJ, Yusef Nurkic, and all of them, even if you bring Nurkic back and let's say you bring back Joe Ingles, right? So my thing is, I'm hoping that, hey, you know, they really got something cooking uh, in free agency. And barring that, listen, maybe you do one more year with Dame, stuff don't work out, and Dame, like, realizes in his head, wait a sec, like, y'all can't build around me. Maybe I need to go, like, y'all can't build around me the way I want to be built. Maybe I need to go somewhere else. And then you have Anthony Simons. You have Shaden Sharp. That's a hell of a starting point you know, to, like, continue to rebuild or to start to rebuild. But I'm not looking at this thing going, oh, yeah, you know, as the Clippers are going to be healthier. And, you know, the, the the Warriors are still a factor. And all these other top echelon teams are still going to be there. And you also have the Pelicans and the Timberwolves and other teams coming up. And hopefully my Lakers, who the heck knows? And you expect that we just going to, like, th- there's not room for you. You're going to have to carve out room. And I don't see Portland being good enough as is doing that right now. 
Well, I didn't think they were going to be able to do that in the draft anyways, even yeah. if they try to trade that seventh round, seventh, seventh round pick, that seventh overall pick. Um, so I don't think their work is still done, but I would say that young man, Sharp, he's definitely the wild card of the draft. And, you know, with him not playing in college, but the hype that he had prior to that, and his athleticism, which is something that you cannot teach. If that skill development, as we've seen with Simons, that skill development, and you have a guy like Damian Lillard learning from a person that had the biggest chip on his shoulder coming from a small, no-town, no-name no school in Weber State. I thought it was Weber. Weber, hello. Um, <laughs> hey, yeah. Okay. Anyway, How, how'd you get um, that? How, well, how'd you get that? I don't know. That grammar. I really, don't, I really okay. It's, I'm Jamaican. It's, it's, it's okay. Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm Jamaican. It's a lot going on here. But um, <laughs> I, he's definitely, he's definitely, um, you know, the wild card. And I'm intrigued. I really am intrigued. And you mentioned it. Like, if Damian Lillard leaves, that front court, front court, back court, I'm all twisted today. That's a great starting point. Definitely a great starting point. And then it kind of reminds me of, Let's go back to when Damon McCollum were there. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. um, and, and Simons, he kind of reminds me more of McCollum than Damian Lillard, but his creation and shot making was definitely impressive. And, and again, he's such a young player. I mean, the sky's really the limit. So, um, yeah, championship contender, hell the hell no. But I do <laughs> definitely think, again, there are teams in this draft that really shit the best, excuse my language. And, um, yeah, we know who they are. That's for sure. I, I'm, I'm going to give us one last chance to like, just give a general thought on the draft. I thought, I'm not going to lie, it was kind of uneventful. I really thought it was going to be a whole lot of movement. You know, we were looking at John Collins. We were looking at, in fact, we have, I have something to share about him in a minute. We were looking at, you know, teams that we thought were going to trade out of the, the fourth pick. We really thought there was going to be some action with that fourth and fifth pick. I thought the Lakers might be more aggressive with another selection and, and maybe take Jaden Hardy instead of Max Christie, but that's another conversation for another pod. Like, it wasn't, it was kind of anticlimactic. You know what I mean? I think it was great for these young folks to be able to get started in their career. I love the fact that you saw a lot of them show emotion. Like, this is a really big deal for them. A lot of them, you know, embracing and thanking their mothers. I love that as well. So that was cool. Um, you know, seeing some surprising selections in the back half of the lottery were great too. But I was expecting a lot more sauce than I got. All in all, I think it was okay. Nothing too crazy. Um, instead of like a deep, deep breakdown, I think like the winners are pretty much the Rockets, you know, you look at the Thunder, um, teams like that, losers, you could say the Kings and the Knicks. It almost went like it always does, if you think about it, um, in terms of some of the younger, more analytic-heavy teams, you know, actually hitting right, and some of the other teams like, oh, we're the Kings, or we're the Knicks. Like, no one ever says we're the Kings, actually. But, you know, the ones who live and, off a of legacy. And, and, yeah. and you know what, Corbin, to add on to it, yeah. I think it really boils down to, you know, one of the most underrated jobs in the NBA scouting department and being on the same page and being on the same accord. Do you think it's a general manager? Is him to a certain extent, but drafting and scouting, oh my goodness. And with the Heat, you know, I definitely think that um, Nikola, not Jokic, but Jovic. Um, <laughs> I knew you going to bring him up. The, the fact that, you know, I saw how excited that Pat Riley was. Um, I got a chance to watch some film on him. Um, dude's about a good 6'10", you know, still has room to grow. 
one thing I love about him, and he mentioned it on draft, and I was like, yes, I've been playing with men, okay? That's the first, that's the key right there that helps him to be ahead of a lot of these other guys because most of them come to college and they're playing against not men. I mean, they're men, but, you know, it's, it's a whole different ballgame when you're talking about guys in the 30 and they're sitting there, give you shoulders left and right. Um, and, and which is why I think LaMelo Ball, for an example, going overseas and playing against men helped him translate his game to, to the NBA. Even though he wasn't killing, he wasn't averaging no 30 points in Australia, but that was still a good stepping stone for him. So, um, Jovic, I'm very excited to see what the Heat do with him just because of I know what they do as far as skill development is concerned. Um, and Jalen Hardy went to the second round. And, of course, who drafted him? The Kings. What did they do? They traded him. Um, he's a guy to watch for the summer league. I'm really going to see because I know for a fact he thought he was definitely going in the first round. That's going to be a lot of motivation for him. And, again, he's another person that played with adults in the G League that, that would help him you know, for the future. Now, he has been really inefficient. I think he was shooting like 32% from the field. That's kind of bad. But he's not afraid to take shots. And then all it takes is reps. Once you get reps and once you get comfortable and you get a little bit of confidence, it's literally going to be a wrap. So I'm excited. This summer league is going to be great, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. I'm so mad that I'm not going. But um, that is a guy I'm really, besides Jovic, you know, that's a given. But Jalen Hardy is definitely a guy I want to go ahead and watch in the summer league. Yeah. Um, one second. Corbin, can you mute your mic, please? I'm hearing you breathe. I'm hearing you chew. I'm hearing you, like, come on. What's up with you? I'm stressed out, bro. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. We good. We, we, okay. We, All right. Just, just, just mute right now. Thank you so much. Of course. Heart. Okay. <laughs> um. I liked uh, the trade for <laughs> DeAnthony Melton to the Sixers. I think that was very underrated. Um, I know that they traded a pick in Danny Green, who has a torn ACL. I think Melton can step in for the Sixers, who, you know, with all their hoopla in terms of how they ended last season with Embiid and Harden, I think Melton can step in and give them some good minutes. Um, the Hornets, I think they also got like four – they ended up with like four second-round uh, picks and I think they have one pick that is like would be from Denver that's like in the 20th range we'll see what happens with them I know they just rehired Steve Clifford as their coach I don't know why they went back to Steve Clifford it didn't work the first time for a reason and so I'm confused as to what he's going to bring but however he is defensive minded which is what they need so we'll see what he can bring to this team but I don't know. Going back to the next is never a good idea, but that's neither here nor there. Oh, this. Mm. Go ahead. I was going to say, I can real case in point, though. You might be with a person, significant other, you know, things go where they go and then they break up, right? But then you go back to the drawing board, you get more mature. You're like, hey, you know, I approach it different. Let's try it again. And then it might work out well. I did that. It didn't. But, like, the point being is it could. <laughs> so, like, you know, you just got to sometimes. It, it, that story time, sucked. That story <laughs> well, listen, sucked. What I'm trying to say is at the time, they were going two different directions, you know, and they needed time apart. You know, and they realized, the Clifford, like, hey, I, I'm not cool being just a single dude on the side. And Charlotte went with somebody who wasn't getting them where they needed to go. So maybe now, you know, Charlotte's more forward thinking. Clifford is like, I'm still right here. And then boom, they get back together. Actually, it's now just not working out. Well, happily, uh, what mm-hmm. they did was they lost the person that they really wanted to be with, which was Kenny Atkinson. And then was like, hey, we still have this person here that's a rebound. 
I, I mean, and they went I, back to a rebound. I guess so. I, all, all Kenny Atkins had to do was go on Twitter. He see Miles um, Bridges on some lean and see see whatever else to do. And he's like, you know what? I'm good. Uh, yeah, I can have that job. We win a championship in Golden State, and I'm just chilling. Or I get over there, get fired a year and a half, and it's not my fault. Like, I think all he had to do was look on Twitter and see what's going on. He's like, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. You got uh, El Chapo Montres Harrell, you know, on one end. And wow. you got and you got, <laughs> got Miles Bridges on the other. I think he made That's a business decision. No, but no, that for the fact that he declined, accepted and then declined, <laughs> yeah, changed my just shows that there was something fishy. And then to add on to that, <laughs> they were so desperate <laughs> to that they went back to the coach they fired in 2018. <laughs> There's something fishy. Now, granted, I think Clifford did a solid job, yeah. but he didn't have the young core that they have right now. That young core is a really special group offensively. They still don't have size. Don't know why they got rid of um Darren. I think they, they would have been able to, you know, help him out, yep. um, them out one hundred percent because they don't really have somebody down low to really. They got be Mark Williams. Authoritative on the huh? They got Mark Williams. Say that again. Do they get Mark Williams right? Yes, they did. Oh my bad, huh? But even still, though. Yeah, it's not there's, enough. There's I see still, what you there's, mean. There's, there's still something fishy, and it's just like. <laughs> That makes people pause to cause because I know Dan Tony went back for a second interview, but I, I know he smells something. He's like, oh, no, nah. I think uh, Atkinson is definitely waiting for a better opportunity. Um, and, you know, I think people, teams that will be, you know, on the hot seat in a sense, like the Houston Rockets, if they don't perform really good this year. No, I'm saying like not really good, but if they don't start to see that, you know, that change of tides. They, that might be an opening. Um, and, of course, Oklahoma City, God knows. We'll see what's going on there. Um, but but there's something fishy with that Charlotte Hornets, man. And Harold, I would love him to be on the heat, but let me tell y'all something. Michael Beasley never got a chance to have a successful career in uh, Miami because Pat Rod don't play that nonsense. And um, I know that Harold works hard. Beasley may not have that same worth ethic, so that kind of might have – you know, contributed to his departure, but um, yeah, there's something fishy in Charlotte. I don't know what they got going on, but we gonna see. We gonna see. At least they're better than the Knicks. Oh God! <laughs> All right, John. It's been... like it's huh? so rude. Like, what, what's the point of that? What, what's the point? What's the point of that? It's it's just um, Stephen A's my guy. Stephen A's my guy, but I feel so he don't bad. he don't speak for his next fans. I just want to clarify. Uh, people who I know people who watch mass media, you know, Stephen A has a, a very big voice in this industry uh, and I'm on sure. terms of being on TV, but he does not speak for Knicks fans as a whole, as a staff, as a record label, as a crew. I'm sorry. Like, you know, he's spoken some things about certain point guards coming to this team in the future. I don't well, I listen, you don't speak for everybody. He, he needs Kyrie. to speak for himself. Not, Not Kyrie. Kyrie. I'm talking about the other one that's in LA. Um Ooh. yeah, I'm wait, wait, whoa, whoa, I, who, who, who? Okay, I'm gonna clarify. He stated that he would like to leverage some some part of the team for Russell Westbrook. I, as an Knicks fan, am not, yeah, I'm, as an Knicks fan, am, am not down for that at all. And I know a lot of Knicks fans will not be 
either. As One. much as Westbrook can change a franchise, I don't want him to change. Especially this a, a, okay? a middle so, I don't think he meant that. No, I well, I think half of Stephen A. Smith is being facetious and half of Stephen A. Smith is trying to put things in the air and plant things to other people. So that's why I'm just going to clarify. He does not speak okay. for Knicks okay. fans as a whole, as a staff, as a record label, as a crew. But okay, I'll tell you this on. much. He represents all, on. Uh, on, he rep- he represent all the Knicks fans in the world on that draft night, okay? Mm-hmm. And then Spike Lee was like, oh my God, what's going on? We need to pray about it. <laughs> we need to pray about it. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I really think there's a case for Spike to be the representative of the Knicks over Skip, just saying. But... I, I definitely I definitely get where you come from with that. I don't know. I, Skip's complicated, but she, I mean, the Knicks have done themselves no favors. At least the Lakers draft well. That's all I got to say. I'm not even a Max Christie fan. Uh, listen, Kels, you can't, when is the last time the, the Lakers missed? Uh, well, you know what? You can make a case for Lonzo, but Lonzo got them AD and AD got them a championship, so I'm not, I'm not making that case. Anyway, it's not a Lakers show. I just wanted to put that out there as a fact, but... Move, moving on, moving on. We we, we kind of covered the draft too. We got free agency coming up next week. Um, sure, we'll have good reaction stuff to that. We got trade talk going back up. In fact, uh, as recording this on Sunday, just a few minutes ago, uh, Jake Fisher reported that apparently San Antonio and Atlanta are still engaging on a trade, uh, which is supposed to be a larger deal centered around DeJounte Murray and John Collins. So apparently this guy who has not been traded despite being talked about all season long may still be traded. Um, and the fact that DeJounte Murray, who was all-star season in San Antonio, been really solid, you know, triple threat kind of guy, a triple-double threat kind of guy, um, all of a sudden might potentially be going to Atlanta. That's had a lot of smoke the last couple of days here. Any thoughts on that or any moves you want to see uh, as we get to uh, a free agency period coming up at the end of the week? I think uh, I'm definitely interested in DeJounte being moved. I know that early on he had, you know, tweeted those eye emojis and was like, what's going on? Because my name is being circulated out there. Uh, I think also this has some kind of standing to do with what Pop's going to do. We don't know if Pop is going to retire or not. So, I mean, them blowing it up essentially by by moving their all-star franchise player, it's like, we're starting over, guys. Like, this is the end of the road and we're going to move forward. So, I do like the trade for um, Murray, though, in Atlanta. Um, siding with Trey Young, I do think that's going to be an exciting core. Um, do I think that it's going to be like a two-man game like everyone has been having in the past couple of seasons? I don't know. I don't know if their games are very much compatible because they're very ball-heavy, handed players in terms of how the office is going to flow. So I don't know if they can, they're a, a, a match but I do think that it's interesting that Collins and DeJounte would swap or maybe a third team will come into play. Obviously, I don't know. But uh, yeah, that that's that's interesting that they're they're wanting to move DeJounte because that's just a sure sign to me that they're not sure what Pop is going to do. And I think a lot of it leverages on if he's coming back or not, because I don't think you would move your all star starter to do what to have Pop play a bunch of. <laughs> you know people on i don't want to i don't want to be disrespectful but you you know like this is not the level that we've been seeing now they're solid players but i i don't think that pop and his grown-ass age is going to be coaching these people coming forward i'm not gonna lie to you so because malcolm brogdon has been a name that's been popping up recently too and um 
you know, if the Knicks don't get their guy in Jalen Brunson, um, I think that's a perfect candidate, a guy, you know, doesn't have to be overly flashy, gets the job done, right? That's something that the Knicks need. And Tibbs is a person that wants the job done. Um, well, with that being said, though, I was told <clears throat> that uh, Derek Rose is actually Jalen Brunson's mentor. While Jalen Brunson was in high school, he was practicing and stuff with the Chicago Bulls at that time, way back in yonder. And it's almost coming full circle. And I think it's so ironic. I think it's so funny. At the same time, it's just like, and I hate to keep harping on Knicks. I, I'm so sorry. But um, I'm just trying to figure out what the end game is. And I know for a fact that I'm just waiting to see everything, all the dominoes fall. Right now, only the first two dominoes fell. I'm waiting for the rest. I want to see the big picture. Um, but Malcolm Brogdon is a guy that um, I'm intrigued to see what the Pacers are going to do because obviously they are rebuilding. Um, of course, we know about John Collins. I knew for a fact, and I think I talked about it with the when we were talking about the young core, like he his he kind of fell down a little bit, and we're not seeing that offensive development that we thought we were going to see. Now, granted, he was hurt for most of the year, and he was playing through some injuries, but still. I did not think that would be the fit. And I don't think Murray is going to be the answer either. Like how you lamented, I don't think that Murray and Young's game are really going to be a match made in heaven. But with that being said, Murray could be a little more ball dominant and let Trey Young run around just like how Steph Curry does. Because Steph Curry can be on the ball, but he really is not on the ball. And they can go ahead and emulate the offense kind of similar to the Warriors. But I feel like it's more so glitz and glamour right i really feel like it's glitz and glamour <laughs> i feel like on. that's very much just like you know great value like you know you got your kellogg's and then you go to walmart and it's like great value or you go to dollar tree and it's like the dollar tree version of it i don't it's, it's not gonna hit well, the meal. i got my cereal you know 100 no 100 no doubt about it so but, uh, but yeah we'll see <laughs> you like your captain crunch see. i got my i'm just trying to see what kyrie Irving's gonna do because my thing is I, I really feel like he's not going to be a part of the Brooklyn Nets next year. Um, I'm like 80% positive. I get that 20% because you never know what Kyrie, you really don't at all. Um, but if he leaves, all lies on me in the KD. And let me tell y'all something. <laughs> if there is an organization, hold on, let me get my microphone. Oh, <clears throat> if there is an organization, okay, that, um, that is no business, just basketball, just hoop. That is Kevin Durant, that's what he stands for because he don't care about the rah-rah, the he don't care about the publicity. Yeah, he got Twitter fingers, we get all, that's fine. But his main focus is hooping. Oh, there's a beautiful place down in South Beach. It is wonderful, you know, it, it's, it's, it's beautiful weather all year round. And um, he would be a person that fits perfect within their system and you could slot them in the four and everything. Oh, the heat will be the favorites. I think they will be the favorites to win. And we can get rid right. of Charlie Hero. Enough. 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 If we get Kyrie, no, I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> well, listen, <laughs> we got more to talk about here. Once we start seeing some free, free agency action coming up in the next week, stuff will start making more sense. Maybe we see, you know, KD join the heat. Maybe Kyrie joins the Lakers and we'll be right back at the top. 
who knows? A lot of stuff up in the air. Um, but <laughs> just closing the book on the draft, looking forward to the next show. Before we close this chapter, this episode, let's ball out. Anyone got any last things to kind of send us home? Bing I- bong! <laughs> Yeah, haters is going to hate, you know. I, I just want to give a little motivational speech to everyone out there listening. You know, you got haters all around you, but I'm telling you, it'd be the people that's closest to you that be hating the hardest, you feel me? So what you got to do, you got to go above it. It's, it's above you now, you understand? Yep. And so you got to just fight above it. They going to hate, they going to talk. Mm-hmm. But what you going to do, you going to be all right. You going to survive, you feel me? Like we here. And the, and the, and the thing is, the biggest thing is, is that they always are mentioning us and we don't even talk about them. You see how they kept bringing us up and I didn't even say nothing? Like, I was just here chilling the whole time. I mentioned it one time and about five different occasions, they done brought up the Knicks. You see how un- it's under their breath. They can't even just hold it in because they, they always got to talk about it. It'd be on the tip of their tongue. They just, be, they just be wanting to be from the city, but it's okay. When I tell y'all New Yorkers, we gonna always be that city, that favorite city, always and forever. Top five that are alive? Are you shitting me? Are you dumb? Bing bong. That's that's. There you go. There you go. But but sorry, <laughs> Corbin. Um, but the thing is, yeah. you know, usually y'all ass is crying because y'all don't got shit to talk about. <laughs> nah, it's not that we had no shit shit to talk about. It's people talking shit because they want to be from here so bad. Y'all want to be New Yorkers so bad. Y'all always got to bring New York up every single moment. We are top five city in the world for a reason. For a reason. Uh, listen, I, Nick's uh, he and, he and he. And the people that moved to New York to Miami for a reason, for a reason. Dad, you can say that about Freddie. You can say that for any city. Uh, I will say this: New York top five we'll for a reason, for but they haven't been a top five basketball team for a bit. But that's not the point. It's all right. New York. We, we don't make for a reason. Go Broadway. And, and the episode, bro. We don't make for a reason. Bye. We balling out. Bye. Bye. This has been a sports ethos presentation.